0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode eight of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. I am your host, Dylan, and this is our co host, Lauren. And today we are going to recap our week, go into a little bodybuilding update because it's been a while since we updated you guys on our personal progress on our journey, as well as we're going to get into the topic of bloating and gut health today because this is a super, super common issue when it comes to bodybuilding especially and overall very common in women in general so we're really going to break that down today and give you guys some insight on what you could do to help with your bloating
1: yeah it is crazy because i feel like bloating is just kind of seen as a normal thing you're like oh yeah of course everyone bloats and of course yes to an extent yeah you're going to be a little bit bloated after eating a huge meal of course but there is a degree to which it's not normal and you should not have to suffer with that and a lot of the common practices that are used to fix it are just always putting a band-aid over the problem so we want to get into not only just the causes but things that you can do to actually prevent it and fix it if it already has happened so yeah but first we're gonna hop into just a little recap of our past week so I mean you guys know every week's pretty much very very similar to us we typically do a couple things on the weekend so this past week what did we do we went to a little Christmas event and it was today it's November 16th but when we went when we went to this it was November 10th so super early I was like why why is this already happening but it was at the beach, so it was weird. This is going to be all our first Christmas spent living at the beach. So it's definitely a different vibe.
0: Yeah, it's really odd, especially for me coming from Ohio, where like we actually get snow and freezing temperatures for the holidays. Like that's the one only thing I liked about Ohio was that there was like real season change. Like you felt the seasons when they came in here. It is still 80 degrees every day. And sunny, so it's really hard to like feel that holiday spirit or get into like the rhythm of that, but Lauren and I have been working hard to get some pumpkin spice flavors in here, get some peppermint flavors for our coffee. And like, we're wearing more winter clothes still, even inside the apartment. We've been actually wearing like full pajamas and stuff. And I don't know, to me, like, that feels like a little bit more of the holiday spirit. So that's helping.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely not complaining. I despise the cold and I want nothing to do with it. So I do not care that we're going to have a Christmas in the sun. Actually, we're going to go, we're going to be back in Texas for Christmas. But so it'll be a little bit colder probably. But yeah, I'm not complaining at all. I'm I'm excited to have this full winter. It's just crazy. Walk outside and still it's 80 degrees and sunny, super hot, super humid. It's it's crazy to think it is mid November right now.
0: Yeah, it, it yeah, it still blows my mind every time I walk outside. I'm like, fuck, like, you we're halfway through the November. This is ridiculous. So, Lauren, what was the highlight of your? week?
1: Honestly, my highlight this week is not one specific thing, but my clients have just all been doing super, super well this week. I've had a lot of good talks with a lot of them, and all of their check ins so far, they've all made great progress in the past week, so that's always just super, super motivating for me. I love seeing them make progress, so that's definitely my highlight this week. What about you?
0: Ooh, my highlight this week, I would say... Definitely the winter uh festival thing we went to just cuz I was happy to get in the holiday spirit though I don't think you should be doing Christmas things prior to Thanksgiving. I did enjoy that we got sushi and then we got ice cream afterwards and those were two things I was like really really craving so was really happy to get to eat those.
1: Yeah, uh the ice cream was good because we actually found a Ben & Jerry's where we went and they had dairy-free ice cream so I could actually get ice cream but sushi didn't hit my sushi was weird it was like filled with seaweed yeah she
0: she only gets veggie rolls so she talks about sushi she doesn't actually get like fish or any meat in it it's just veggie rolls and for some reason these ones were like 70 percent just seaweed
1: but yeah that event was fun and we definitely learned our lesson to just stop trying to use so our town has this thing called bright line and basically it's or no it's circuit it's called circuit Brightline's like the bigger, bigger company, but it's called Circuit. It's basically like free Uber in our town. You can literally just call it on your phone, pick it up completely free. So obviously when we can, we try to use it, but oh my God, it was a Friday night. We learned our lesson never again. For some reason, traffic was just so insane. We literally waited for like over an hour waiting for this fucking person to get like two miles Mm -hmm then we just ended up canceling and calling an uber after an hour of already waiting (laughs)
0: lauren what did you witness also while we were waiting
1: oh yeah while we were waiting we saw a hit and run with a car literally one car was just like trying to turn into tight and completely just wrecked this it was keep in mind it was like a shitty rundown like honda civic that wrecked into a tesla and then just booked it away i was like fuck
0: it was crazy like it, it was a madhouse and we were just waiting for that circuit forever and the lesson is just if there's any event like that especially if any roads are shut down it's just you're never gonna get a circuit like i'm pretty sure those drivers for like the city just weren't even driving to the beach they were just letting people cancel the whole time like that's what it looked like to us
1: yeah it was bullshit but overall yeah this week has just been nuts like this past two weeks actually just our workload has come onto another level so we are in the process of hiring assistants but that's a lot of work to train them so that's just a lot more stress obviously we're doing this to take stress off of our plates to you know give them some work that will free up more time but right now it's just training them which is you know a lot creating all this stuff
0: oh yeah it's it's a lot of work but it'll be worth it in the end 100 percent yeah we had a 14-day challenge going on as well this last two weeks so that was adding to our workload on top of already being busy as fuck every single day so i'm really excited to get that virtual assistant in and start giving us a little bit more free time so hopefully we can do two podcast episodes a week and film more content, things like that. Exactly.
1: We just want other people to handle, you know, the nitty gritty back end things of the business, you know, so we can actually put more time into being able to create, you know, provide more value to you guys because that's what we love to do. So hopefully handing off these boring tasks to someone else will benefit us a lot.
0: Yeah. We're really just trying to be a content machine. Like now we have this, the video form of this podcast that we recently, recently started releasing on youtube and we're also getting clips from this podcast then and putting it into real form on instagram tiktok everything like that so we're really just trying to bust out content bust out value as much as we can
1: yeah but yeah bodybuilding update um i mean really nothing exciting um we got our blood work back everything really looked fine um my overall thyroid was a little low, but I have hypothyroidism, so that's just expected. Um, yeah, everything really looked pretty good.
0: Yeah, it wasn't bad. Everything was in, within the reference range. I mean, I'm like on the low normal side for like testosterone, free, free testosterone, and all that, but my total test was actually higher than it was last time, but my free testosterone was lower.
1: Yeah, we got our blood work done um food wise still just pushing food we're loving the four days a week training uh having the full weekends off we definitely this past week it's been raining so 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 much so we've been missing some of our walks because then we try to go to the treadmill in our apartment and then obviously it's 6 p.m so all the treadmills are taken (laughs) so that sucked because it has just been absolutely shitting rain this past few days like Every okay. single minute of the day, which is yeah. weird because it hasn't rained in over a month.
0: Yeah, we actually have a leak in our ceiling because we are the top floor of our apartment complex. It's actually in this podcast room is the leaks. So that's fine. And then <laughs> last night... A fucking pigeon or something got somehow stuck oh above our bedroom of all places in the roof. And so all night it was just banging around in there making noises. And like literally I had to go sleep on the couch for part of the night. And then I came back because I couldn't sleep there. I had to wear headphones. And I came back in. By the time I came back in, Lauren already had her AirPod Maxes on. It was on. so obnoxious.
1: <laughs> oh my God. But then I even hated having my headphones on because I can't like sleep on my side. So I was just yeah. uncomfortable. It was a very, very bad night of sleep, so yeah, was, ignore if we, we seem a little bit sleepy today. It's definitely
0: the worst night of sleep I've had in like, I mean, probably as long as I can remember.
1: Yeah, but I feel okay. We had a little bit of extra oomph in our coffee this morning, so hopefully we can grind it through the next 13 hours of work. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> Hell Super yeah.
0: exciting.
1: But I mean, overall, really not too many bodybuilding updates. I still don't know when I'm starting prep. I what I think will probably be in January or February. That's what I'm guessing. Which I'm really just taking advantage of this last portion of the growing season. It has been a long ride, but I'm being oh, patient, yeah. and it will be worth it.
0: Oh yeah, when it comes to bodybuilding update for me, still deep in the off season, but. I did compare pictures, exact same weight, 196 pounds in April compared to 196 now. And my body composition is so, 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 so much improved. So yeah. was really, really happy to see that. Just everything's going well so far. Everything's going smooth. Loving the four day split, lifting hard as fuck in the gym. Mind muscle connection great. So right now off season is just at peak performance for me. My calories are sitting Average around three thousand calories a day, maybe a little bit lower than that. Uh, but I'm feeling great, and that's just kind of where my body likes sitting right now. And I'm not gonna push food if I don't have to. Yep.
1: Yeah, so that's update in the bodybuilding world. I mean, as you guys know, off season can just get pretty fucking boring. So oh, yeah. I'm so ready to start prep. You guys do not even understand, but we are traveling in December, so thought I'd probably be why not just push it off till january february take advantage um my body does not handle travel well so definitely would rather not be on prep especially for christmas enjoy the good food and just enjoy the time overall i think it'll be fun
0: yeah lauren is the worst like travel reaction person ever
1: yeah my body just thrives on routine (laughs) like if i'm off routine at all like My body just shuts down. Yeah,
0: she could wake up two hours earlier for her day and her body will act different because of it. Like everything needs to be exactly the same every single day.
1: Yeah, into that, actually. Let's talk a little bit about bloating and gut health. This is our main topic. We're gonna get into different aspects of it, but this is mainly what we're gonna be discussing today. And Let's be real, everyone has struggled with some sort of gut dysbiosis, gut issues of some kind, even if you're not aware of it. You know, just stomach problems, digestive issues, bloating. I'll
0: say if you're in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a (laughs) 100% chance. Maybe if you're in Europe, like Italy, something like that, no. But if you're in the United States, I promise you, you've had fucking shit food that's messed up your gut before.
1: Yeah, so Dylan... What has your experience been like with gut health? Have you had, you know, any bad issues before?
0: Um, I've had, like, constipation. That was mostly, oh, that was only ever on prep on peak week when I pulled water. And so dehydration will cause issues for me. Outside of that, um, I have some food intolerances, like ground turkey or any, really, yeah. any meat that's high, high in fat. I cannot have, so it's like I have to have like 97.3 or 99.1 or I'm going to have issues. Um, Outside of that, I mean, I don't really have any foods that are like going to cause like severe bloating or I don't shit for days. I actually normally shit like four to six times a day, so I don't think I have an issue there at all. Um, Yeah, gut stuff hasn't really ever been a problem for me, but it's probably because I also shoved such a variety of shit food down my throat for my entire childhood that... There's just nothing that's bothering my iron stomach.
1: Yeah. Now, me, on the other hand, I have been through hell and back with gut health, and it's definitely a lot more common for women just because not only way more of a history of crash dieting, but also your menstrual cycle does impact your digestion a lot every month, and sometimes this can just completely throw things out of whack, and it's just a never-ending cycle back and forth, so gut health for me. I mean, it, it got the worst, 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 worst after my first ever bodybuilding prep just because it was so restrictive. I, at the end, I was eating fish and asparagus for six plus weeks, every meal, every single day. And when you're taking out so many foods from your diet, you're only, you know, consuming fucking fish and asparagus to the most easily digestible foods ever. Your body's gonna get used to that and not be when the other foods do come back in, your body's gonna reject them so hard. And that's why I'm a huge advocate for keeping so much variety in your prep diet.
0: Yeah, I would say when it comes to prep diets, it's like yeah, you wanna keep that variety, especially when it comes to like dairy. So many people will completely cut out dairy and then they'll become lactose intolerant because yep. of it, have dairy issues. So what I usually recommend on prep, I wouldn't say I'd be drinking glasses of like whole milk. But you can have like non-fat Greek yogurt in your diet and some dairy products like that, maybe some whey protein, depending on how you react to that. Uh, and those can be ways where you're still getting in some dairy and it's going to be good macros for your prep, everything like that. But you're keeping that in.
1: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of people, even if you're not lactose intolerant, dairy is just not it's not good for you. Like plain and simple dairy is not good for you. It's not very beneficial in many ways. Yeah. Calcium, whatever, but you can supplement these things, get these things for other foods, but my opinion, dairy is just one of the hardest digestible foods for your body. Most people have an issue with it, whether that's just bloating after dairy. I don't know anyone who can eat eat a fuck ton of cheese and not experiencing some sort of gut issues or bloating after that. So even if someone isn't lactose intolerant, just depending on how they you know react to dairy, I'll maybe put a tiny bit in their diet. But if their body really truly is reacting any type of bad way even at the beginning of prep it's probably the best idea you got to just cut it out digestion your gut health is the number one priority for you know that prep but yeah if you do cut that dairy out for that entire prep you're probably never going to be able to turn back and maybe you will but it will be a long and not fun process
0: yeah i would compare it to when people switch from sugary soda to diet soda, you stop drinking sugary soda. When you try to drink sugary soda again after three, six, 12 months, all of a sudden you're like, what, what is this? This is disgusting. Are you start getting super jittery? Like, I know that's what happens to me every time. I know a lot of people, that's the same thing that happens to them. And it's like that. Your body's not used to it anymore. Not used to getting 50 grams of added sugars all at once. So, and that's the same thing with dairy where it's just like your body's not used to getting that anymore and dairy's already usually ultra processed whatever you're having it in and then it's, the lactose is inflammatory for many people and it's just going to get worse after you cut it out.
1: Exactly, exactly. You guys, we're talking about American dairy here. American mm-hmm. dairy is not the same as European dairy. Our dairy is pretty much all Very, very ultra processed and one of the most ultra processed foods that is very, very common for bodybuilders, of course, is whey protein and so many people don't even know that whey protein is dairy. So many people don't even know the impacts that it had on your gut, but that is my Number one food, oh, I it, stay the fuck sure away from. Like
0: she won't even have like a little scoop of something if it has like whey protein. Whey in protein
1: it. is terrible. And honestly, any protein powder is probably not ideal, but I would definitely recommend opting for a plant-based protein powder. Digest a lot better.
0: Yep. Lauren's been trying to convince me. To switch over to the plant based protein or go whole foods altogether. Whole foods, I just could not do that food volume. I'm gonna cry if I have to <laughs> eat off that,
1: but yeah, I think I'm on all whole foods right now, pretty much. And you're on
0: higher calories than me, I'm pretty sure.
1: Higher calories, yeah, probably on high days, I am, yeah, for sure. But you guys, gut health cannot be overlooked. Your gut health is the base of your overall health, your gut impacts every single other organ if your gut is not in check you're never going to be able to build that metabolism up you're never going to be able to make that progress that you want weight loss is going to be 100 times fucking harder if your digestion is not on point you guys with my athletes with my clients number one priority is always digestion
0: yeah if you if you don't have good digestion first of all especially in women typically you need to go through a reverse diet typically your metabolism is not in a good place to be dropping calories. So, what do you need to do on a reverse diet? Eat more. What will you have trouble doing if you're always bloated, constipated, not getting that food out of your system? You're going to have a hard time eating. You're going to have a hard time building up that metabolism. Yeah,
1: and you shouldn't be pushing food if your metabolism is not in check. There's a reason why you see these people when they're on a gut health diet. They're not eating fucking 3,000 calories. They 1400 calories you need your body to be able to actually digest every single thing that you're giving it if you just continue pushing food pushing food it you're, it's just going to be sitting in your stomach your body's not able to process all of it that's why in my opinion if you're so fucking full like you're so bloated you're so you're you're just not feeling good your gut is not feeling good i don't recommend force feeding i think it's sometimes just important to listen to your body i used to be like oh just get it down just get it down but i do think it's also important to listen to your body because if you can just feel there's already so much fucking food sitting in your stomach your digestion has been struggling i do think it's always a good idea to kind of take a step back maybe do it you know a few days of lower macros get everything settled out because Pushing food, pushing food is one of the worst things that you can do when your digestion is not in check.
0: Absolutely. That's one of the big reasons I'm not pushing my food up anymore right now and don't really see myself doing it anytime soon just because when I did push it any higher, it's like I just started feeling so full and so like, like just all day, every day. Yeah. I just and feel greasy just, yeah. way down. And then you just don't want to feel like that because then my workouts aren't going to be as good. My mental health's not going to be as good. Like it's just not worth it.
1: Yeah, that's where things, when your calories start to get super high, that's where, you know, maintenance phases or mini-cuts come into play. Mini-cuts aren't only for improving your body composition, getting off some body fat. They're also for regulating your appetite again, getting your calories back low so you can start building them back up. You don't, after a mini-cut, you don't just jump up right to where your high calories back were at. You slowly work back up so your appetite will have, you know, your appetite will come back a lot better
0: yeah lauren so what can cause the cause gut issues
1: overall oh gosh so many things so many things that are overlooked but the number one thing that i think a lot of people don't even really recognize that one of the main causes of gut issues is stress and i don't only mean you know mental stress you're stressed out at work this can be physical stress too this can be over training this can be under eating this can be overeating eating too much food eating too little food it can be food intolerances it can be if you have anxiety depression these things are all very very related if you're not sleeping well if uh if you're eating a lot of ultra processed foods if you're not really focusing on these whole food diets these all can cause a lot of gut issues
0: absolutely and talking more about stress because I, Whenever I I take our consultation calls for our clients coming in, and it is so common, especially with the young girls coming in, their bodies are under too much stress. They're like, I have these gut issues, and it's because they're sleeping five, six hours a night only. They're going out and drinking on the weekends mm. and then they're doing cardio six, seven days a week, lifting four, five, six times a week on top of it. When I'm saying cardio, I'm not talking about going on a walk. I'm talking about going on a three mile run or doing a hit circuit or going to hot yoga and then going to hot pilates and then going to and then going to run sprints all in the same day and that's when your body goes under too much stress it is like what is happening i am being abused and that is definitely going to cause gut issues it's going to cause sleep issues you they wonder why they're not getting enough sleep it's probably because their body's under so much stress that can reduce your sleep and then it's this horrible cycle because then you're not getting sleep your gut's going to be even worse so on so forth just keep going a And that's what so many, especially women, get stuck in, just this brutal cycle.
1: Yeah, not only can too much exercise cause issues, but so can too little if you lack physical activity. Um, Alcohol, you guys, saturated fat. You know, these foods that are super high in saturated fat, like Dylan said, these uh, red meats, these just other meats that are super high in fat. Dairy is super high in saturated fat. But you guys, alcohol is is the number one fucking thing that is probably causing your issues if you struggle with your digestion if you struggle with your bloating and you're drinking alcohol every weekend it has to stop if this is actually important to you it has to stop and it should be important for you because this gut health is going to impact every single aspect of your life and i know it sucks but god i can't even explain the exact. detrimental effects that alcohol has on your body
0: yeah and we're not saying okay if you want to have some drinks every once in a while that's your decision but you do have to be prepared for having three to five days of gut issues because of it every single time and that so that should be very 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 sporadic if you're going to have drinks you can't be drinking every weekend you just can't like you're punishing your body so much your gut's never going to recover
1: yeah alcohol it's it's very very overlooked the issues that it does cause and don't get me wrong I love the occasional you know margarita the occasional glass of wine but if I'm going to be drinking this I am aware of what's going to happen after I'm like all right I'm not going to shit for a few days like (laughs) I am making I'm aware of my decisions and what's going to happen with that that's why it's really 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 just never worth it to experience that discomfort to experience bloating and just feeling uh you know it causes anxiety these things are all so related
0: yeah of course when you're bloated you drink that alcohol you wake up first of all you're probably hungover, so you already feel like shit and then you go look at yourself in the mirror and your tummy's an extra six inches out because you're so bloated you feel fat you're not confident you're not confident in yourself that's going to cause anger anxiety and then you're going to mirror that onto other people and it's going to cause issues in your relationships it's going to cause issues at work all because you just couldn't not drink
1: yeah exactly so how do you go about solving this the number one thing is just overall stress reduction on your body and that doesn't only mean Physical, it means mental as well. Both of these things are very, very, very important to take control of before it takes control of you. So, you know, Dylan, what are some ways that you can decrease physical stress?
0: Decreasing physical stress, first off, guys, if you're doing this high intensity cardio, running a fuckload every day, decrease it and make sure you're giving yourself full rest days. Do not I don't want to see you going from oh well I was running five miles every day now I'm running three miles every day I want to see oh I'm running three miles now four days a week and I have three yes. days off there's just for full walking. Full
1: rest days are very important and hit cardio. No.
0: No. Yeah, if you have gut issues, there's stop. Just stop doing the hit cardio. Go even for a if walk. Yeah, even if it's just a temporary thing until you get your gut in order. If you genuinely enjoy hit cardio, I don't want you to not have to do it forever. But to get your gut in order, you really just need to decrease that stress and start doing some lifts instead.
1: Yeah, I can, you know, come into place with so their training intensity too, you guys. The only exercise Dylan and I really do, we lift for an hour four days a week. That is it. That right. is literally it. We go on some walks too, but we're not doing anything crazy. We're eating a fuckload of food, you guys. It really, truly does just take patience and consistency. You do not have to do anything crazy because when you're running eight miles a day for a fucking year, your body's going to adjust to that. And guess what? You're going to have to increase it. Do you want to be running 12 miles a day every single day just to maintain your body composition?
0: Yeah, seriously, guys. I just actually mentioned how my body composition has improved so much over the last seven months, and you can go check out my Instagram body by Dylan. And I'm actually by now, by the time you're listening to this, I'll have a post comparing the shots as well, and you'll see how much the body composition can improve. And all I've done that whole time is lift four or five days a week, and hit eight to ten thousand steps every single day, and just sl- slowly increase my food. And that's been
1: it. Yeah, so another thing is consuming whole foods, you guys. The number one thing to look for, yes, the macros, the nutrition labels are super important on your foods as well. But one thing that a lot of people don't even pay attention to is the ingredients list. When in reality, this is the number one thing that you should be paying attention to. If the ingredients list looks like a fucking recipe, looks like a fucking receipt, you don't buy the product. Yeah. The ingredients list should be four or less ideally if it's one or two great
0: yeah seriously if you see anything that's a gum on there and you have gut issues just stay away
1: yeah any gum guar gum xanthan gum any of these gums bad they're literally just turn your gut into fucking you know it just makes things a lot harder to digest these gums all of these other additives that are just so unnecessary stay away from them
0: yeah other things to stay away from make sure you're getting non-gmo don't get gmo foods try to stay away from pesticides as much as you can because those can also impact your gut health
1: yeah so ingredients list is very very important and just making sure that you are getting a large variety of foods as well so it's completely fine if you're on a meal plan you're eating the same thing every day but you need to make sure that you have a good variety of food within that meal plan you should not be eating chicken and rice for every meal Yeah.
0: You need to make sure you're getting in enough fiber in your diet. That means enough vegetables, enough whole wheat foods, and also make sure you're getting in some fruits in there as well. Try to get as many colors as possible in your diet every day. That's just, that's just a great goal to have. Just be like, I'm going to try to get every color of the rainbow in my diet each day. And I promise you it will pay off.
1: Yeah. So carbs overall, carbs are separated into two different main sections, simple carbs, complex carbs simple carbs are going to be your things like added sugars you know cereals syrup honey fruits these things that are white rice these things that are digested super easy and there's nothing wrong with simple carbs but your priority should be your complex carbs your complex carbs are what's going to aid your digestion more and you know control not only your blood sugar but also you know help with your gut health help with your digestion a ton and help give you that fiber that you need. So the complex carbs are giving you that fiber that you need. So once you have enough complex carbs in your diet to get you at least 25-30 grams of fiber a day, then the rest can be filled in with more simple carbs. But some people don't have that extra room even for, you know, the simple carbs. Of course, myself eating 425 grams of carbs a day, typically I'll I'll, you know, hit my fiber intake with about half of those carbs coming from complex carbs. You know, these berries, these vegetables, these whole grains. My whole wheat bagels, these, um, my edamame, things like this that are providing me with the fiber. Typically, is about half of my carbs. So I I go ahead and I just fill the other amount of my carbs with these simple carbs that are just easy to fucking eat and digest. You know, things that are a little bit better for your pre-workout to spike that blood sugar a little bit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to simple carbs. Make sure you're having those pre-workout. You do not want to have a ton of fiber, slow digesting food pre-workout unless your pre-workout meal is like two, three hours before your your session. Otherwise, keep it simple.
1: Yeah, and stop eating fucking six, seven times a day. This is so, so old school bodybuilding. This is not gonna get you better results magically separating your food into bird-sized portions eating seven times a day. And trust me, I used to think like that. I literally used to eat fucking six, seven meals a day that were such a small portion because I was told that that's how you need to do it. And in reality, I think that you benefit a lot more from actually allowing your body to fully digest every single meal, you know, before consuming more food, not just constantly pushing food down all day. So I'm a huge fan of four meals a day. You get about five hours between, not five hours, like four hours between your meals. At least that's what we get. And, you know, by the time your next meal comes around, you're actually hungry. You feel fully digested. Like everything feels like it's completely gone. That's how it should feel. You shouldn't be shoving in food every one, two hours.
0: Yeah. And if there is a meal that you just feel really full for a long time after, then that's something that you need to look at. Either you're having bloating issues or it's just that you had a ton of fiber and a ton of fat in that meal and it's taking forever to digest. That's when you might want to change up that meal and maybe put in some of that fiber or that fat in a different meal to make it easier to digest because you really just want your body running smoothly all day.
1: Yeah, exactly. More things, you know, making sure that you are super, super hydrated is super important. Making sure that you're walking. Going on a 10-minute walk after you eat is a great, great idea. We've recently, a few months ago, started um, walking last thing. So we used to get our walk done before our dinner, but now we do our dinner at like 6 p.m., sometimes even earlier. We go on a nice long walk, and we don't go to bed till 9, 10. So we have so much time for our body to digest that food especially before going to bed is super important you have to just think about it you know when you're laying down in bed your GI tract is not going to be functioning properly because you're laying flat that's not how it functions so you want to make sure that all your food ideally is pretty digested before you go to bed because that's also going to impact your sleep quality if your body's just constantly trying to digest that food while you're trying to sleep it's going to impact your sleep quality as well
0: Yeah, what I would recommend is get a good amount of your fiber or fat in your last meal Uh, if you're going to eat like four hours like us before you go to sleep. Otherwise, I would say if it's like two hours, honestly, I would do something faster digesting. But just figure out how the timing works best for you, how much fiber fat you want in to make sure that you're satiated when you go to bed, Like you're not going to bed hungry, where you want to get a midnight snack or something, but you're also not feeling full. And that's going to be a little bit different for each person. It's just kind of trial and error for you.
1: Yeah, seasonings are also a huge thing that are overlooked a lot and honestly we
0: overlooked it our last prep definitely
1: overlooked it a lot i i've been told before you know seasonings are great you know give more variety give micronutrients and while seasonings can be great a little bit goes a long way when you're overdoing things like garlic like onion these types it's 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 not going to be good you're gonna have so much gas you're gonna have so much inflammation yeah
0: i remember uh when we really started looking into this and it's because uh Hani Rambod, who's like the most winning Olympia coach of all time, he does not let his athletes put seasoning on anything. He doesn't even let them put sauces on anything once it's like four weeks out. And it's because he said, he's like, it's just not worth it. He said a lot of these seasonings that they'll put on and these sauces they'll put on will end up messing up their gut and their digestion. He's like, honestly, like once you're that close, it's just not worth doing it at all. And he really doesn't want his athletes when it comes to seasonings
1: all year long oh yeah there's so many things that i'm gonna change this next prep when it comes to just consuming all whole foods you know i'm not gonna be consuming anything sweet in my diet really because it's i really really find that when you are consuming sweet things it just makes your cravings worse especially when you're starting your day off with something sweet that's what you're gonna be craving all day so i used to always do you know like these overnight oatmeal cakes or something sweet for breakfast always that's definitely something i'm gonna change i'm gonna cut out processed food really focus on my gut health everything's super natural super whole and i guarantee it's gonna make a night and day difference with night and day difference with my gut health
0: yeah absolutely and that's the biggest thing for lauren on prep she gets conditioned easily plenty fast she does not have a problem with that at all her thing is has always been digestion she just has to make sure that digestion is going well because obviously especially as a bikini competitor you need that's tight waist you need to make exactly. sure everything's in check there and if she's having gut issues going into a show yeah. that can completely screw
1: you yeah, on stage. I, I can be dick skin lean, like veins all over my stomach, but if I just have some inflammation, you know, it adds inches and inches to my waist. So definitely keeping that waist tight is something I really, really need to work on. And to do that is gonna be, you know, keeping my gut health as number one priority always. And I think it's gonna make a huge fucking difference. Gut
0: health and gotta get into those vacuums to make sure you have just a little oh, yeah, control as well definitely lauren doesn't need to hit abs bikini she already has like crazy enough abs for bikini for sure it's just about making sure you do have that waist control uh that doing vacuums is so great to do i would recommend just doing it fasted in the morning if you are a competitor like three sets 30 seconds of vacuums is great for the morning
1: yeah and honestly when you're on prep i'm a huge fan of doing them at night too because You know, when you're on stage, you're going to have some food in your system. So learning how to control your core when you do have food in your system because... You need that food in your system to look nice and full on stage, but you don't want your stomach looking nice and full. So practicing that is super important. Oh,
0: yeah. Once you're on prep, you should be doing vacuums like morning, night, and also between sets during your workout as well. Because when you're on stage, you're posing, you're going to need that ab control while you're fatigued from the posing, from pumping up. So you really want to make sure you're still in check while you're a little bit out of breath.
1: Yes, definitely. What are you doing,
0: bud? We have a cat that just (laughs) snuck between our chairs.
1: Yeah, and another huge thing that is super important when it comes to your gut health is keeping your body on a routine, on a strict schedule. I cannot even stress the difference that this makes. Waking up at the same time, drinking your coffee at the same time every morning, your body gets used to that, and it wants it to be able to go to the bathroom properly.
0: Yeah, routine is not even just for gut health. Routine is for productivity. Routine is what our, we are animals, we are still mammals, humans are. What does every other animal like? Routine. I worked at a doggy daycare for two years in boarding, and I promise you when those dogs went to board, a lot of times they wouldn't eat, or they'd be shedding excessively, or they'd be really stressed. Of course, that's going to happen to you too. If you never have a routine, you're going to be more stressed, you're going to be less productive, your brain's going to be more scrambled. Routine, routine, routine is going to help everything.
1: Oh yeah, it's so, it is game changing being on a strict routine for prep especially. I know my first ever prep, I would just sleep to whenever I wanted to because I was so tired. But in reality, your body's going to thank you. You're going to feel so much better waking up at the same time every morning. And this includes Saturdays and Sundays. It will throw your body off if you're sleeping in on the weekend. So waking up just at the same time, you guys. We've been on the 5 a.m. grind every single day for probably close to a year now, I'd say.
0: It was 6 a.m., then It was 6 a.m.,
1: yeah, we kind of slowly did it. We used to be, like, fucking 9 a.m., then we moved to 8, 7, 6, and now we've been at 5 for a long time. And it makes a night and day difference with productivity. It just adds hours to your day.
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. When everyone's sleeping, it just makes you so much more productive. You don't have anyone texting you or bothering you, and you can really just get your shit done, plan your day, and make sure you're ready to go. By the time everyone else is waking up, you're already ready to go get the day rolling
1: exactly 100 per cent but one super super important thing is the you know correlation between your gut health and your brain health your gut is actually directly connected to your brain so when one of these things are not in check the other thing is not going to be in check either oh dylan's got a cat Ugh. Oh, he looks super happy.
0: Oh, yeah. He's very happy. He's a very cuddly guy. Not. <laughs> yeah, your gut and your brain, like, it's cr- it's crazy. Like, I'll tell you, Lauren, completely different when she has good digestion compared to when she hasn't. If she hasn't shit for four days, she is not a happy camper ever.
1: Yeah, because literally the signaling that your either brain is sending to your gut or your gut is sending to your brain. Literally, if one's not in check, the other is not going to be in check. It's plain and simple.
0: Yeah, and that's a big thing for her like pre like, you know, if her period's getting close anything like that, anything that impacts her gut health her digestion, her mood is like night and day. It's crazy. She's a lot more self-aware from it now, but like in the past for sure, she she'd just be in a super bad mood and then it'd be like I'm not going to say anything, and then eventually she uh started like paying attention like, "Oh, how close is my period to now?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, and it really and then she's like okay that's why i'm angry
1: yeah stress and anxiety really really impact the gut if you're having a lot of stress whether that's again mental or physical even if you're just you know undergoing a little bit of depression a little bit of anxiety it's going to impact your gut and the number one thing that it will cause is constipation a lot of inflammation a lot of bloating so it's not a good time it's important to take care of both
0: yeah and How did your deload uh, impact your digestion at all?
1: Um, This past one, I mean, I haven't really been struggling too much lately, so it honestly didn't make a huge difference. But normally, it would make a pretty big difference. I've just been keeping things very, very in check. My diet's been a lot stricter lately. I've been consuming... I so many micronutrients I consume a whole blender of different green vegetables every day a lot of complex carbs so my diet is great right now and my digestion is definitely you know very much improved because of that but especially if I'm going off routine or if I have a drink that's when a lot of things will go downhill but yeah typically a deload can be used to improve your digestion if your digestion is struggling a deload can be put in place to reduce some stress on your body, which in turn will definitely improve your digestion.
0: Yeah. And realistically, if putting too much stress on your body has been an issue and you need to go in a deload, a deload is going to be beneficial to
1: everything. It's
0: going to be beneficial to the progress you're going to make in the gym after it. It's going to be beneficial to your sleep, everything like that, not just gut health. Deloads can be so, so, so beneficial. We usually recommend a deload depending on how your body's reacting. Of course, eight to 15 weeks typically is like what you need for a deload. Some people can train for six months a year and never and just keep making progress. Yeah, be completely they're fine, probably not but, training hard enough. Yeah, but they're probably not training hard enough if that's the case.
1: Yeah, exactly. But you know the reason that so many people don't even know that the gut and brain have such a direct relationship Because you go to the doctor about your constipation, you go to the doctor about your gut issues, about your constant bloating, about being in so much fucking pain, and guess what they'll do? They'll give you some sort of medication, they'll do some tests, but they won't ask you one, they won't ask you what the fuck you're eating, they won't ask you about your diet. Two, they won't ask you how your mental health is. They won't ask you if you're depressed. They won't ask you these things. Maybe they'll throw some antidepressants and some antibiotics to heal your gut. But in reality, it's such a band-aid to the problem. Yeah,
0: they don't ask you if you're going to the gym. They don't ask you if you walk. They don't ask you that. You could just be a couch potato just fucking sitting watching TV all day eating ice cream. No wonder you have gut issues. Yeah, like, you what joking? The
1: fuck? It's crazy, yeah. So, yeah, my... Um, my cousin has a lot of gut issues my little cousin and she eats a lot of hot dogs so you know we've said sometimes like
0: 80 percent of her diet
1: (laughs) like yeah she has a lot of gut issues but you know it's overlooked that her diet is hot dogs and ice cream so a lot of people are like oh it's just a mental thing but yeah it is definitely partially a mental thing but your diet also comes into play here a lot
0: of course, and the mental thing may not be as big as a, of an issue if the gut wasn't so fucked up. Like that's, that's something that ties in with it as well, of course.
1: Yeah, exactly. So these prescription medications, you know, trying all of these different things are great, but if you can't just get your fucking diet in check, you can't stop drinking alcohol for a little bit, It's just not that fucking important to you. Let's be real. And it should be important to you. It should be your number one priority because you don't know when you have gut issues, you don't know what it feels like to feel good anymore because it's impacting every single aspect of your mental and physical health. So you need to take a step back and start taking it more seriously because when you do feel good again, you're going to be like, holy shit, like I can't believe I was letting myself feel like that for so long when it is... It is always fixable.
0: This is so simple. Like you just have to ask yourself, like right now, every weekend, you're going out to your friends, you look at yourself in the mirror and you just feel bloated. You don't feel happy with what you're seeing in the mirror. You're like, I just, I feel fat. I don't like this outfit. Or maybe you're putting on outfits that are covering yourself up more because you're not confident in yourself anymore. Is that really worth it to go out every single weekend and feel like that? Or is it worth it to take a few months off from drinking, get your gut health in order? And when you do go out, not as often still, but when you do go out, you feel like your best self, you feel confident and you genuinely enjoy the time you're there, whether you're drinking or not.
1: Yeah, it's so important. And it really is just about having a little bit of fucking respect for yourself. You guys, you know Now you have no excuse. Now you know how much it is impacting every aspect of your life. If you really can't put yourself first for a few months to get this in check, you really need to reassess your priorities.
0: Yeah. And a lot of you are drinking because of that lack of confidence. Where is that lack of confidence coming from? You not being confident in your body properly related to your gut health. So you got to decide, do you want to continue to be in this cycle of needing to drink to feel good about yourself? Or do you want to cut it out and fix it?
1: yeah exactly it's it's just it's so fucking important i can't even express it but overall taking care of your gut you're not going to have good progress especially you know in the fitness side of things you're not going to have good progress if your gut health is not in check plain and simple
0: absolutely guys and we know all of you want to be your healthy best selves and the way to do that is making sure your gut health is in order
1: exactly so That's really just what we had to talk about today. Wanted to get into all the different aspects of bloating, gut health, let you guys know that it's not normal and it's not okay. It is always, always, always fixable. And the doctor is probably not going to provide you with that fix. (laughs) Let's be real.
0: Yeah, absolutely, guys. So that's everything from our episode this week. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram if you have any more questions about this or you want to suggest topics for our next episode. We are always open to hearing what you have to request. We want to provide you guys with as much value as possible. So my Instagram, if you want to message me, is bodybydylan, D-I-L-A-N. Lauren, what's yours?
1: Mine is hickey.fit with two T's and if you guys are listening to this and gained any sort of value we would really appreciate it if you could share it if you could post it to your story and tag us anything share it to a friend you think could benefit from it leave a five-star review anything helps a lot and you know the more the more growth we get on this podcast the more episodes we're going to be able to record
0: yeah absolutely guys that's all for this week
1: peace thanks for tuning in peace